If you want to go and get food, get food. I, I've had bagel. <gasps> Singular. Ugh. I only had one left. But is, do you ever have that thing with like bread and toast whereby you can't swallow it no matter how much you chew it? Yeah. No. I stop talking like that. I, I thought about that. that. And then I started heaving in the car and I had to spit it out. You know what it's called? <laughs> Carb throat. week on balls we discuss how tiger woods is partying like it's 2005 we throw a twitter happy wallaby into the ball bag and whose funky scrum cap has opened a can of worms welcome to episode nine of balls i'm beth fisher and i'm nia jones and if you haven't tuned in before why not but um we are what are we we are three international honours, two fiery... You've got to alternate. We two. are three international honours. Two fiery opinions. And not a pair of balls in sight, except Charlie's. Charlie Astros. the producer. He is a star student on Cardiff Met Broadcast Masters. Is that correct, Charles? I wouldn't say star student. I'd just say student. Yeah, I just don't, don't put yourself down. Anyway, what's everyone been up to? Nia Jones, so we'll start with you. Um, the weekend, we won again. It's becoming uh, oh, it's yes, a bit routine. You did now. you played the Strathclyde Sliders? Strathclyde Sirens. It's always a face to fair against the Scots, isn't it? Uh, yep, we got our fifth win of the season. Um, we only beat them by four. When we played them away in Glasgow. It was a tough game, but we beat them by ten this time. So showed a bit of progression. Yeah, I was there reporting for BBC Sport Wales as usual, but it was. Um, I think you probably could have won by more, really, if you're being really critical. But it was a decent win, and it was actually at Cardiff Met. It was in uh, Nyack. National yep. Indoor Athletic Centre. Yeah. Yeah. It looked good. Um, it did look good. Cause we've, got a, we've got Welsh Netball own a court now, so obviously it costs a lot of money, and it's international standard, and it takes a while to, to convert what is an athletics arena into a netball arena. Um, but it's cool. It's a lovely surface to play on. Um, it was great to actually play the place that we do so much of our training you know we've come straight to record this balls episode now from a morning with Di Watts over in Nyack 6am uh, weights and condition session but it's just for me I've got a little love affair with Sport Wales I've I've yeah, played you there, love it there. So you, I know you do, but you do your best selfies there as well in the mirror don't you yeah in the it? changing room there. yeah yeah that after the gym there's great lighting in there isn't there <laughs> oh they'd make you look like you got biceps Charlie Honest to God, yeah. No, it is the place to take a selfie. Yeah, but yeah, but I was in there last week, and there's actually a picture in the change room that says "Dim photography." Are you joking? No photography. So they've spotted you, Beth Fisher. (laughs) They've been on your Instagram. Someone's reported me. I just, I just don't feel like the atmosphere in in a place like Nyack, as lovely as it was to play on that surface, is as good and as as oppressive for the opposition as it is in Sport Wales. Listen, don't blame the venue. Blame the man on the drum. For the walk-in. But no, it was a good win. It's your fifth season, which um, it is anyone interested in the Vitality Super League. I would say it's probably the most exciting the league's been in a very long while, isn't it? Yeah, it's the most competitive. Um, you used to be able to, in previous seasons, literally pick who was going to win and it would it would inevitably happen. But actually, there's been a real couple of upsets this season. And even if there wasn't an upset, the games are much closer. Um, and even teams at the bottom of the table are winning quarters or two quarters against teams at the top so that's what's good for the league you know bridging that gap people don't want to see just two or three teams dominating it it's good that you know hopefully the way the league's going on the day anybody can beat anybody and it's anybody's title you know for the taking we're not there yet but um, it's getting there do you think um and if people again aren't kind of clued up with it this year was a bit different wasn't it the england netball um 
kind of put some rules in place in terms of players had to be paid a certain amount. Um, obviously, there was the overseas, which has always been the same. But do you think the the professionalism of it and teams taking it not more seriously, but having to pay players means that there's more at stake in a way? I think so. And I think they've actually, since winning the Commonwealth Games, and I know we bang on about it, I'm probably the best promoter of it, but we are we do have the best netball league in the northern hemisphere mm. um so when you think of it like that it's actually quite a big responsibility and an amazing opportunity for England netball to actually make the most of it um we are however losing our best players from from the british isles down to the southern hemisphere teams you know that i think five at the start and seven of the england squad are actually playing professionally in australia so if they're going to want to keep their best players over here or actually even better draw some of the top mm. top professionals over from those nations then they're going to have to start yeah. paying as well and i think that's what you know in money talks isn't it it's going to have to be a yeah it does anyway let's move on um it's been an interesting week of sport hasn't it everyone we're talking about cardiff met as well i want to talk about your commentary yes i was at the welsh women's cup final yesterday um Won it twice as a player against Cardiff Met, but was in the commentary box for Scotia yesterday. Um, it was a really good game, actually. Um, Cardiff Met, sorry, I'm swinging my bottle and Beth's giving me like the mothery hand of like, <laughs> stop it, you wait till you get home. The whisper in the ear, yeah. God, that is there anything worse? No. Um, yeah, I was at the Women's Welsh Cup final. Cardiff Met, they've actually won the treble, they've won the League Cup, they've won the League, and yesterday they won the Welsh Cup. Um, sort of head and shoulders above everybody else in that league. Um, but obviously due to the opportunity they have here at these facilities, the opportunity they have to train, um, and also they have influx of players every year, you know, new players to pick from, but Abergavenny, first-time finalists, um, definitely didn't disgrace themselves at all. I actually really enjoyed watching them play. You could see what they were trying to do, and at times they did look dangerous, but just couldn't quite execute final balls. There was a few really good uh, crosses, but n nobody quite there Um getting anything on the end of it no, not enough bodies committing themselves into the box obviously at that late stage but when you're playing somebody like Cardiff Met um, who have twice beaten them 4-0 and 4-1 in the season you can see why they're a little bit tentative mm. but no it was actually a really good game uh, what have you been up to Fisher? Um, what did I do? you did oh, bulletins. bulletins oh god yeah another 4 I'm complaining on Instagram stories 4am start again but I really enjoyed it actually I only made one boo-boo in a bulletin this week so it's getting better I'm actually surprised they're not pre-recorded. Well, they can't be, can they? Why not? Because live sport happens. It's, it's all news and it gets updated. You yeah. update every bulletin then. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I'm surprised you don't record it 15 minutes earlier and then put it out. Well, you can't. You just couldn't do that because something could break two minutes before. And then you'd have a Yeah, your attack. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big event happened in the week, didn't it, with a certain Australian Can we not call her an event? He's just a dick. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Yes, Charlie. I'm so, I'm so tired of him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we're referring to, of course, Israel Folau, um, the Australian Wallaby mm. rugby player. Um, Not anymore. De devout Christian, um, which is obviously absolutely fine. But he he goes about his. I think we can call them extreme Christian views. I, w I would ca probably call him a Christian extremist. Um, he goes about it on social media in a very forceful way. Um, he has been warned, apparently, according to the press, um, about his social media posts before, because obviously they have a certain code of conduct that they signed with the Australian Rugby Federation um, that says that they can't discriminate against anybody's, you know, 
um, religion, sexual orientation, um, and he's continued to post some quite forceful messages on his Instagram and on his Twitter. Yeah. Well, there's a new statement from Rugby Australia actually this morning. The Wallabies have served with a, well, they've served him with a breach notice over his posts on social media platforms. But the rumor is that he's done it all deliberately to get out of his contract. I don't know how true that is, but because I know rugby league have said that they don't want anything yeah. to do with it on there. But again, I think. But the, I think the big question, or obviously, it's been highly criticised by lots and lots of people, which has actually been probably the first time um, I've seen such a reaction from not just the media but from individual players, um, the likes of James Haskell and Joe Marlon in particular, put out some quite funny posts. Um, which, I mean, it's really difficult because. I kind of even my kind of my view with when I first saw it was well it's not the first time he's done something like that so like the first time you kind of get angry but then I don't know I just it's so ridiculous that it's really hard to even take seriously you know and I just think there's a level to which but is it ridiculous because this man genuinely genuinely thinks he's doing us all a favor by advising us that this is what will happen. We will all go to hell if we drink, if you're gay, if you fornicate outside of marriage, if you idolise people. He genuinely thinks, I need to I need to let these people know because they're going to hell. He but genuinely but believes he, that. But, like, he's a rugby player who physically hurts people and has tattoos. Yeah, do you know which what? Which is, like, two massive things. But do, do you know what I don't like as well is when people are tweeting about it, you're a fantastic rugby player, but, but why are you even saying that? His ability on the rugby pitch is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. Yeah, and I, it'd be interesting to know, someone made a really good comment on Twitter, actually, I can't remember who it was, if it was someone in um, the, the social whatever who wasn't particularly liked by the public and they said it, that the reaction would have been oh. even less if, more favourable. If that was Joe Bloggs or Little Johnny from last week on Big Brother... You know, with no reputation, no star quality, whatever you want to call it, he would be absolutely ridiculed, probably arrested, actually. But, you know, and I, this is probably definitely not one that we um, have enough time to talk about. But, you know, the thing that people are also saying is that he's entitled to his opinion, it's free speech. But in my opinion, it's hate speech. And this is the the problem that we have with religion at the moment. And it's not just Christianity. It's It's all religions and that there's a line whereby... It's very difficult to criticise religion, but very difficult, um, and it's a real touchy subject. And you know, I, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't know enough about all the religions to even go there. But I, I was I was reading some comments on his Instagram, and <clears throat> he was describing in one post how there was one God and one Jesus Christ, and somebody had commented on it and said, um, "No, brother, you need to turn to Allah. Islam is where is where you'll find paradise and find heaven." And then Israel Falau had replied and said, no, no, Jesus Christ is the only way. I just hope that he shows you that's the only way one day. And I'm just like, I thought religion was more about faith and more about respecting people and trying to live your life in the kindest way possible, respecting other people regardless of, you know, there's about a million different gods, is there not? But I think Thierry Henry's mine. <laughs> but I just think, yeah, you're right. He's, tr he's really trying to lobby people into Christianity and it's not gone down very well yeah, we, apart from obviously by Billy Vinopola yeah who got booed <laughs> by got Bristol booed Bears Bristol on. Bears are my new heroes FYI they um, apparently played his reigning men at the end of the game <laughs> and they <laughs> totally went over the top with the rainbow um, emoji on their Twitter but you know that I 
with all you know homophobia because you know I put a post out saying you know the the for all that's being generated by his post has been incredible it's actually been quite heartwarming but for me you know I, I wish in some respect that all homophobia was dealt with that seriously because you know the damage is really done at social levels where young boys and young girls at schools and clubs and in social surroundings that's where people end up either hiding their sexuality for years you know Gareth Thomas is one he quoted in his book saying that it wasn't being gay that made me depressed it was all the lying that I had to do um and you know so yeah great everyone have a go at him but I've I hear and see so many homophobic remarks in everyday life and you know we really need to battle that a little bit harder I think personally it kind of brings us on to something I know we're going to discuss in a minute, which is, is Tiger Woods. Um, but I was reading Twitter, obviously, main source of information these days, and people were saying, should we really be calling Israel Folau a role model? Should we really be stamping down on his personal views this way, in the same way as people are saying that Tiger Woods isn't a positive role model from what he obviously endured in his private life? But then people were saying, Folau is paid to play rugby. Tiger Woods is paid to be good at golf. Why are we so obsessed with looking at these sports stars for our moral guiders, if you like? Um, I just want to chime in because if you think about it, and I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Tiger Woods attempted to keep everything quite private. I know what he did was wrong, but everything was he private. He slept with over 12 women behind his wife's back. I'm not surprised he tried to keep yeah, it private. So, but, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> he kept it private and you know, is, he comes across as an arse doing it. Mm. and he is an arse to doing it but there's a bad little weird point to put a button in it but he tried to keep it private and he tried to keep it away from golf whereas Falau was putting something into the public sphere which is hateful and I think that he's being criticised for it and I think uh, Woods has done a lot in that time to yeah. rebuild a reputation yeah I, listen I feel you know if you look at young footballers young rugby stars you know Danny Cipriani's one so much weight put on these young men's shoulders and you know you've got a point you know we make them role models in some respect don't we we put them on pedestals and they are thrown so much money and i'm not i'm not using it as an excuse but are we or is there enough support to actually help these these men come through and know how to behave i think i think woods himself when he was going through that difficult time openly said he, he didn't want people to feel sorry for him he said I felt indestructible I had so much money and fame I felt like I had a right to everything so I feel I felt like I'd worked so hard obviously to achieve this that any temptation that crossed my way whether it was you know gambling cars women I felt I had the right to take it because I'd earned it hmm. so I don't think oh we should feel sorry for these sports stars are putting so much weight on their shoulders they that's what they've always wanted it's up to them then to deal with that pressure. And yeah, we're all fighting yeah, temptations yeah. all the time, whether you're a millionaire or whether you're homeless, you know? It doesn't give you a right to do it. No, and I'm not, you know, Tiger Woods, that's another one. But I'm just talking about, you know, the young men in football and rugby at the moment. I think, yeah, there's, I think support systems need to be put in place for Because they, they earn so... Like, for example, um, Dave Rowe, who is a sports master for Sport Wales, he worked with the FEW, he said, you know... At Wales camps, young boys who'd never even played for their club at League Two, League One, were arriving in brand new Range Rovers. Mm. It's just this, and you know, I think we might have even touched on it before, but there is just this huge kind of pressure, isn't it, of not only being a footballer but being the footballer 
off the, off the pitch as well? When I was um, away with Wales once football, um, one of our medical staff was also involved with the men's team at the time. I'm talking probably six years ago now. Um, but they actually said that we're, we're so diligent when, when, when they ask us to do stuff around recovery. She said, you know, I can't believe you girls. If I ask you to go in the pool, you'll do it. If I ask you to go in the ice bath, you'll do it. And I was like, why, what are the men like then? And she said, genuinely, um, we ask them to do pool recovery and there's a £100 fine if they don't. And she said the amount of times they'll just chuck 100 quid in as a joke. I'm just like, 10 minutes in your trunks in the pool. Like, mm. Let's go back to Tiger Woods and his Masters win. Is it the greatest comeback of all time? Oh, actually, I, I don't want to say this, but Liverpool, Istanbul. Well, I was just going to say, if you're talking career-wise, mm. then probably, if we're talking match or one fixture, Liverpool, AC Milan, Istanbul 2005, for me, is still the best. But in terms of career, absolutely, I think it has to be. I, I don't think anybody, it must have been apart from him, his family and his caddy, would have ever envisaged well, I've heard this. someone's won $4 million. Yeah. Because they put a bet on him. Um, did you not put a 50p bet on? I usually would, no. I, I, I spent I spent my last 21p on the Women's Super League. Mm. <laughs> do, do you know what I love about that, though, is we would all be super motivated if, say, four years ago, somebody said to him, Tiger, brother, do this, 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 and you'll be Masters champion in 2019. But you never, in sport, you never have that guarantee. You know, whether it's Olympic Games or Commonwealth Games, you never actually know... You could be you could be in the shape of your life playing the best, you know, whatever sport it is at that time, and somebody could still not pick you, hmm. or you could still miss a game winning shot, you know. So for him to have the faith faith in his process, having had numerous back surgeries, numerous knee surgeries, um, obviously battle with drink and drugs, um, a, a messy divorce, he was literally I think he was ranked what lower than the thousandths in the world and all these young guys yeah, coming he through he didn't play for so long so it just pushed them right down he lost I think he lost up to five million uh, five billion pounds in sponsorship endorsement deals he's got no he's got no right he's got no and Nike to be fair are the only big brand that actually stuck with him yeah I mean it, his last Masters victory was in 2005 so that when you think of it 14 years ago 13 yeah that is oh my god <laughs> I live my best life 22 yeah. year old I was Charlie eight. minus two. Oh, I was eight. <laughs> minus two. <laughs> I do think as well though that golf. I mean, how old is he? Nineteen seventy. He's forty-three. He's forty-three. Which you, isn't old in golf. It's not old in golf, no. But you wouldn't see a comeback like that really in many other competitive sports. James Cracknell. Well, yeah, race. again, but at an endurance event, so endurance is proven to yeah. be built up over years and years and years. Um, you know, any um, contact sport, any invasion game, um, gymnastics, swimming, it just wouldn't happen because physiologically well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not doable. But golf, I mean, it's just the persistence in his mind um, is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn. I'm really, I, I'm glad, but a part of me kind of lost that little bit of, I don't know, what's the word? Magic. Magic when all that kicked off. Really, I know, but again, we we probably know ten percent of the story. Yeah, true. You, you know, to, you, you need to come on the podcast. You, you know, Tiger, <laughs> if you're out there, has the Masters got the strangest post oh, event yes. room? I mm-hmm. mean, isn't that just the weirdest thing? Fake in the world? fireplace. Yeah, it's like a cardboard. Could it be up? more white middle-aged manville if you could possibly make such? And thing? everyone's no. saying it's tradition, but it's so boring. 
It is, it is traditional, though, isn't it? Yeah, it check is. them in front of a green screen it's with so, Yeah, but also, shark. that rogue green jacket is outdated as well, Charlie, but you'd still want it if you won the bloody Masters. Well, green jumper on. I am. Um, right, we're going to move swift, swiftly on from one superstar to another superstar brand. Oh, we've brand. discussed me. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Superstar, not idiot. Um, Charlie, you spotted something on Twitter yesterday, which we've put in the list for today. Yeah, I was watching the... Extra Chiefs versus the Wasps yesterday. And I was flicking through because the football and the F1 was on at the same time, so I was flicking through. And just before kick-off, I saw Jack Noel was wearing a Red Bull scrum cap. Athletes have to put a tape over the Canterbury logo mm. on scrum caps. In terms of sponsorship, you can't wear a Canterbury cap when you're sponsored by Under Armour. Yeah. So, you know, or if your team is. Yeah, well, exactly. That's a clothing right, isn't it? But with mm. obviously, they must have a Red Bull. There must be a drinks thing in there but I just think actually it's a really interesting way of uh, advertising in sport I just thought is there is there another what, is there anything else in sport that you've seen I, you talked about Messi tying up his shoelaces which was interesting well I think it opens a massive can of worms um, I think that the whoever's in charge of obviously the rights for that will be like oh my god emergency meeting Monday morning <laughs> Jack Noel's bloody hat um, <laughs> fantastic for Red Bull because even if it's banned now everybody's talking about the Red Bull hat you know um, so really clever from them but I just think it opens a massive can of worms you know we've seen all the little can I just ask you where's that saying come from where can, can of worms you, uh, where can you buy a can of worms because it actually makes me feel a bit queasy in the fish snake shop. food shop fish and shop fish and shop yeah anyway Sorry. Um, Me- emergency meeting. You just, you see it, like, yeah, Messi's taking a free kick, ties both shoelaces, didn't need doing up again, Adidas, tick. You know, you see American it. football is classic, isn't it? Well, yeah. you the brands. Well, yeah, I've seen Kobe Bryant as soon as he retired, Kobe Bryant basketballer. <sighs> Got to reach straight away for a Gatorade towel, put it round his neck for his post-match interviews and the pictures, you know. When watches fly... Wimbledon, they always put their watch on, don't they? Like yeah, when fly halves go to take a kick, whether they want to drink or not, they have a little squirt of the Lucasade, spit it out again. It's all yeah. we don't even realise that we're being fed these yeah, brands, yeah, but we are. But I think if you're going to allow scrum caps, everybody will have them on because actually there's no rule in terms of colour, you know. Um, Financially, it'll help the players massively because. If you compare it to football, rugby players don't get paid a fraction of what footballers get paid. No. And I they, still don't feel sorry for them, FYI. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> sorry for them. They still get paid well. But I think if it opens up players being able to make their own sponsor deals, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, but I imagine... imagine anyway th- a I'm sorry, imagine 30 cap. blokes all with different branding on their heads. I think it'll look a joke. I think it'll look ridiculous. But then and then they've got different branding on their gum shields, different branding on their unless socks. You see it, unless you see it quite tight, it's very subtle. It, like, I, I know Excuse it's, me, it had... It was bright blue with a massive but raging that, bull on the side of his skull. Yeah, but then really half penny, subtle, Charlie. Half penny wears a light blue scrum cap. Oh, who's the? Is Tips. It, hmm? Tips wears yeah. light blue. He wears light blue scrum cap. But trust and, me, you know it, it sticks out. But if you're looking at it, you couldn't see the red ball on the side yeah, but of what's it from gonna, distance. What's going to happen when they start to have ten or fifteen rugby caps? They'll want the brightest ones. You see, it with boots ones. now, they want the brightest ones. They want light up ones. They'll have things with like, fluffy things coming oh. off to make it stand oh, no, out. I, I, I got really, really you need like, to stamp it out or. When it's like Easter, bunny away. ears. Oh, talking about boots, what's your go-to boot? <laughs> Seasonal theme. What boots do you wear? Predator. Oh. Why are you acting like you're a you're Adidas a Predator. Player? What do you... My favourite ever boot yeah. um, was either, yeah, the Predator Mania, the, like, the champagne red and black ones that oh, Beckham used to wear, so or nice. I had these burnt orange Nike Mercurial Vapours, um, partly because Thierry Henry's 
I'm really oh, wear them. Partly because Gavin Henson wore a silver version when he kicked that goal uh, 11-9 against England in 2005. Um, but I do, I also was partial to a total nightmare, I'll be honest. Um, I've got a story about David Beckham and memorabilia, shall I tell it? Please. So I went out with this girl and um, <laughs> for my birthday she gave me a signed Beckham shirt, England signed Beckham shirt. Like, it was insane. She basically was a pro golfer, um, knew someone and, you know, gave golf lessons for this shirt and it was on top of my mantelpiece like oh my god imagine so this was when I was 20 so 16 years ago so he was like in his prime and then we split up and I was away with hockey and my housemate was like and we got a bit of a problem I was like what um your ex came around and I just invited her for, invited her for a cup of tea she said she was popping to the loo but she popped to the loo took the Beckham shirt and went no what a legend yeah to be fair I do this that was brilliant can were you heartbroken? Were you so? Were you were away playing? Really? Yeah. Did you have it like pride of place? It was both like. Is it like my Miss Trunchbull had Agnes up yeah. on the wall? <laughs> Agnes, I know. Can you believe it? That's brilliant. Yeah, that's I know. Good from her. What a legend! That's like that. Can I just imagine it like? Yeah, just pop into the loo. I can imagine that's running like that out girl like a off, film. That yeah. girl off cheat who nicked the cat when she went round to their house. You didn't watch it, did you? No, never mind. No. Um, there was something else we wanted to talk about. Ball bag. Let's go to the ball bag. If you haven't heard the ball bag feature before, it's an imaginary bag where we put things that we don't like or want in our lives anymore. Previous entries are cool downs, cold sores, Paul Ints, meow, cats, cats, but not on my watch. Glass um, trophies. Wacky leggings, glass trophies. There are others. Listen back to our previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, actually, we had some people send in a couple of leggings. Yeah, loved that, we, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we loved that. So um, if you've got anything that you would put in your ball bag, your metaphorical one, then please let us know. <laughs> um, Tweet us at ballspod. Nia, do you have something? Because last week you didn't and I had to... Um, I do. I can tell I by her face. Something. Who wants to go first? This week in the ball bag, I am putting in... Can you stop tapping? Sorry. Spin classes. Right. I love fitness. I'll go to any class. I'll try any form of it. Spin classes, though, however, do not tickle my fancy. When I've been injured or I've had a niggle and you need an off-feet conditioning session, they're perfect, okay? Because you know you're going to get a good hour's workout. Someone's going to tell you what to do. You haven't got to move anywhere. It's non-weight-bearing. You can get, you know... um. Muscle, a, leg, a leg hit, but also a cardio hit. But these bloody classes, obviously they tell you to turn it 90 degrees, to right, turn it up, whatever, get out your seat, let's go. And then you have to do these weird, like, press-ups on the bloody handles. And then I'm looking over at Sandra, who's 67 in her wacky leggings, like, finding it an absolute doddle, absolute breeze, while I'm panting like a I starved spaniel on the other side of the room. It it hurts. It's uncomfortable. You get saddle sore, you get a wedgie. The female anatomy is not built for a seat that narrow. Neither is the male. Neither is the male. At least we've already got a groove there, I suppose. Oh, good God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know why they're such a fad. I, I, and I've only been to two in my life. One was they dimmed the lights and put disco lights on and they started to play a techno version of Game of Thrones. That's how I know what it was. Like, duh, 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 oh duh. Oh, my God, that's duh. my dream. I know, and we're doing press-ups on the... Oh, it was just horrendous. I had a terrible experience once when I first went. It was in a work... I used to work in a university. We went for lunch with, with, with the middle-aged women with wacky leggings. You drip all over the bloody yeah, bike but, um, from, from your head. No, I, I was exhausted. It was a different type of fitness for me, and I was literally dying. Yeah, so I same. just stopped. But there's no... You can't stop on a spin. So I basically fell off, but my feet were still attached because you have to pull the brake. But no yeah. one told me that. 
Oh, sorry, I, would, I, I just put classes in full stop. I hate any type of class. I just can't stand it. There's you haven't been a, to a good one. You yes, I have. No, you I have. Kev, Sport Wales. Um, I have been to good ones, but I can't. There's always the same smell, right? That is. The same people. What is that smell? It's, it's sweat, plastic, and... The nine, name of this podcast. Nine to five stress. Yeah. That's what I'd call it. And you know, and it's just that... Sandra comes in, she's been bitching about her boss Barry all day, and you can smell it, can't you? Um, yes, we just, can we just put all classes in? No, oh, spin classes. Fine, and, and it's, it's always annoying an instructor, annoying instructor as well. They're, yeah, they're, they're normally called Kiki, and they're like, come on! She's not on a bike, is she? Kiki. Well, I just... I well, don't they know always how, are. I don't, yeah, mm. they are. I don't know how they physically get through the day. No, they don't. They don't pedal. No. Trust me. Okay, <laughs> that's fine by me. Spins in. Spins they in. Have a, they have a wider seat as there well. There you go. Paul Lynch could do with some cardio. Get on the spin bike, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what are you putting in a ball oh, bag? I don't know how this is going to go Oh, you've go got down. a mischievous look on your face. <laughs> it's not cats again, No, it? it's not cats. Um, this week on balls, I'm going to put in the ball bag shoelaces. <laughs> what? What? I just find them, particularly in sport... The most annoying. Are you like accessory. a four-year-old who hasn't? Done Literally, the, you, do you want the Velcro most, on your Astros? The most annoying accessory that God made. Yeah, you're gonna have to put a good bid in now because I'm not putting shoelaces. Okay. First of there. all, I can still remember the the stress of having to tr- tie your shoelaces as a kid up the rabbit hole around the tree, down the rabbit hole, round, round, round. There's different ways of tying laces, and I judge people by how they tie shoelaces. Is it a rabbit ear? Oh, rabbit ear. No, it's not rabbit. No, I've run the rabbit tree. hole is another lesson you've had. Huh? <laughs> it's not. Rabbit ear. How do you tie laces around it in rabbit ear, you idiot? It's bunny ears. You make a loop. Oh, you're a looper. See, that's, I judge people with two loops. Oh, mine stay tied up. And I just, so many times, I bought a pair of bloody Astros once with laces, and I spent the whole game just doing that. One point, someone passed to me, and I was still tying my shoelaces I'm sorry, we need to put your ability to tie shoelaces no, in a bit of a ball bag, not shoelaces. They're a necessity. Well, an absolute necessity. I get that, but if they're such a necessity, why do they come undone? You can't do laces. That's what we've just established. You can't do laces. Charlie, well, they're not going in, are they? No. I, we've got our first ball bag refusal. We ain't no. putting... Uh, uh, laces. Access denied. It, don't you find it irritating when your shoelaces are undone? It, they don't come undone. I double knot. I double, I double knot. knot. But they come undone. You do not. You have not. to. Well, if they come undone, just undo them every time you take them off, oh. and then you can well, get anyway, some practice. I'm going to put it. I'm going mm. to get my own ball. Bag. We'll put a poll out there if you want. We'll put a poll on at Ball's Pod on Twitter. And everyone's just, everyone's an, just going to be like, "What?" It's just <laughs> an unnecessary. Is it though? Motor no. Your bloody shoes are multi skill that you have to learn in life. Which I think, come on, it's 2019. Why has it so invented? They have. They have, and it, they're crap, mate. What? The, the self-tying shoelaces or the stretchy front or the Velcro. Yeah, I'm not wearing any sketches. I'm not 43. <laughs> <laughs> my mum wears sketches. My mum wears sketches. My mum and my stepmom wears sketches. My mum wears wheelies. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Heelys, <laughs> you mean? <laughs> oh, you didn't even have the real ones. Look at that. Wheelies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so Lace, laces my first in. ever one hasn't gone in. Unlucky. Israel Falau should go in there too. Oh, yeah, chuck him in. Yeah, he can go in. Oh, I can take his friend um, Billy. Yeah, he can take Billy in as well. As well. All, the, hom- some fun all the homophobes. And if you'd like to join me and Hal, the party starts at 7pm on Saturday. Bring <laughs> your own drinks and nibbles. And on that note, you've been listening to Balls. If you would like to ke- get in touch with us, it is... At Balls Pod. Um, thanks for listening to episode 99. Nine. No, just nine. 
Just nine. Thanks for listening to episode nine of Balls. You've been listening with Beth Fisher and Nia Jones. <laughs>